Welcome to the Not All Live and Night podcast. I'm your host, Romy Moreno, and today we have Brian Del Toro, musician, songwriter, actor, activist, human, one of my favorite people. Oh, <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for having me. I love you too. I, I'm so excited to have you on today because you're just such a beautiful human. I know. I know. I really mean it though. Oh. So your energy is so amazing. Even watching you perform and seeing how you light up a room and the energy and every time I bring someone around they love you so much oh. and they're like wow he's actually really good and I'm like yes what do you think <laughs> talking shit <laughs> yeah. oh my god he's actually good yeah, he's actually, he's actually good and I'm like yes no, no, thank you so much that means the world to me thank you you're welcome so I want you to share a little bit about who you are what you do all that good stuff uh my name is Brian Del Toro I am a singer-songwriter Florida boy, born and bred, um, born in Miami, raised up in Gainesville. But yeah, I just try to send out my brand of feel-good music out into the universe and hopefully affect people the same way that music that's important to me has affected me. So apart from that, I act, I dabble in acting, I write, but mostly music. That's my main. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how, how we met. You were performing mm-hmm. at a party that I was... Um, hosting at Omen Vine and I was just like you're booked for my birthday yeah and literally that night yeah yeah you booked me that <laughs> night no and it's so funny too because like when I when I went to the party I remember you guys were like oh there's a musician coming cool whatever yeah and then I start setting up and they're like oh, I hope he's good da, da, da. and then I started and you guys were like whoa and then that the party was awesome I remember everybody was dancing everybody was having a good time I think I played the amount that I was like contractually obligated to play and then everybody was like stay more stay more stay more and yeah you totally went over yeah and I but you were like so happy about oh, it I had a blast <laughs> and then your party like we everybody already knew what to expect so I had to up the ante and, and it was cool man it was, it cool. was amazing yeah. I mean I love it I still watch the videos from from my birthday party oh, it that's was great awesome. so what is it that you're currently working on right now okay so I don't have a particular project right now um I'll talk a little bit as to why I don't have a particular project first. I recorded my album between 2018 and 2019, more or less. Um, It was done by 2020. So I was going to release it, I think, September of 2019, I think. And then my dad had a stroke. So I was like, okay, we're going to put this on pause I'm going to take care of my family, make sure everything's okay. My dad, thank God. I'd knock on wood, but I don't want it to come out on the... the, I'll do I'll do that. Um, No, my dad's awesome. Like, he's okay. He's he's mobile. He's verbal. It's it's fantastic. So I was like, all right, cool, cool. 2020. Awesome. I'm going to release it. uh, I I, I think it was like February, March. I was like, I'm going to release the album. Boom. Global pandemic. You know? And... uh, I released it anyway because in my mind, I figured, okay, everybody's at home. They can't escape it. There's nowhere to go. So they're going to listen to it. And people loved it and it worked out really well. But just working on that project left such a bad taste in my mouth that I've been very hesitant to fully dive into something that's a long-term commitment or basically like just a very heavy project. Like, okay, we're going to do 12 songs and it's going to have everything that I'm doing right now is, okay... I'm working with this producer to, to create this vibe. I'm working on this producer to create this. So that's that's the tip that I'm on right now is just like figuring out what the next step is. 
and just kind of a little smorgasbord. I'm going to try this, a little bit of this, and just see what sticks. But I mean, you just released it in 2020. Like it, yeah. It's still very much current. Yes and no. So, yes, it's current because, man, okay, this is, this is the, I noticed you cussed earlier. So, this is the shit oh, yeah. that, like, I. The only fun fact, okay. I had your uncle here last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the only episode that I didn't say a single cuss word because, because I he's respect such, him so much. No, and it's not only respect, he's such a, like, angelic figure that yeah, you're like, I can't, okay, I, need I to... can't even say shit. Exactly. No, 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 no. So, what, what, <laughs> we'll talk about my uncle later. I love, I love you. <laughs> That's this is the topic that I wanted to talk about with you because this is something that's on my brain just like on constant rotation right now. So it's new in the sense of, oh, it came out in 2020. So it's still fresh and relatively new and it's new to the audience that it's being exposed to. But in the realm of entertainment, yeah, it's already old because I, I don't know the exact amount, but I think it's like. 600,000 songs get released on Spotify a day. That's a lot. A day. That's insane. Yeah. Six. I, I could be exaggerating on the number, but I know it's some like insane blasphemeric. That's not a word. Astronomical. Yeah, astronomical <laughs> um, amount. So imagine I'm an independent artist. I'm not signed with the label. You know, everything is not on a shoestring budget, but it's out of my own pocket. I, you know, I don't have financial backing in that sense, which gives me the creative liberty to do whatever the hell I want. I don't have somebody going, eh, you know, we need we need something that'll sound good as a ringtone. You know, we need something that'll that's TikTok friend. I don't have I don't have that. I don't I'm not tied down, but I'm also not backed powerfully enough to to reach Ed Sheeran, Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Drake levels of promotion. So how do you release something and then not get lost in the ether, you know? And then I was I was at a, a very, very good friend of mine's house. He's an incredible producer. Big Red, I love you. Mm -hmm. um, last night, and we were talking about that. And I was like, man, it's insane to me. There's no music with st a stability anymore. Okay, so I apart from my original stuff, I play at weddings and I, I do corporate events. Obviously, I did your birthday. And to this day, these companies and these groups are still doing Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake. Uh, they're still doing Single Ladies by Beyonce, Earth, Wind & Fire, Michael Jackson. Back that ass up. Back that ass up, <laughs> exactly. You know, juvenile. But um, these songs are, if not close to, already over 10 years old. So the only artists that are creating music that's party... In the sense of like, oh, this could be played at a wedding. This could be played at a quince's. Is Dua Lipa, maybe Doja Cat, Harry Styles, and, and Lizzo. All right? Lizzo, Harry Styles, and Dua Lipa. Apart from that, like bad, um, I'll talk about him in a second. Beyonce and Drake, their albums are great. But it's not, it's not being played on the radio. People aren't going, oh my God, play Virgo Season by Beyonce. You know, they're not doing that. They want to hear single ladies and they want to hear love on top. Right. Right. Yeah. And then the number one selling artist right now is Bad Bunny. And I particularly don't like Bad Bunny. I, I don't think that's quality music. Just because it's popular doesn't mean it's good. But he's selling and people like it. But a band, like an actual live band, 
can't perform that type of music. That music is solely relegated to a DJ. Yeah. So then I was talking to Carlos, and Carlos goes, Ryan Tedder. Do you know who Ryan Tedder is? No, I don't. Ryan Tedder is the lead singer of One Republic. Okay. Okay, but he's one of the most prolific, important, and talented songwriters of our generation. Ryan Tedder has Halo by Beyonce. Mm -hmm. He wrote that. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm trying to think, but like he writes for everybody. Like all the major hits that you've heard in the last like 10, 15 years either are inspired by or directly written from or by Ryan Tedder. So Ryan Tedder did a live recently. I was told. I didn't see it. And he's like, there's no anthems anymore. Nobody's writing, writing anthems. And I thought about it. And I was like, God damn, he's right. You know, like, perfect example, because this week it's September 21st. Um, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. You have that, like, it's already building up. So you get that intro, right? Yeah. And then, do you remember the 21st? Not everybody, no matter where you play it, goes, do you remember, you know, something like, um, da, 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 it felt so good, so good, so good. Mm-hmm. Car- uh, Sweet Caroline, right. you know, that's an anthem, Billie Jean, an anthem, you know, even I got, uh, Can't Stop the Feeling, Uptown Funk, you know, those are anthems, those are songs that everybody sings, and I think, I'm going to sound like an old head right now, I'm going to sound like an old fart, but I think TikTok has ruined the music industry. Because now people, especially what's considered the alpha generation, which is the next generation, doesn't have the ability to listen to a song longer than X amount of time. X amount seconds. Of, exactly. <laughs> so it's already happening that popular music starts with the hook, does one verse, chorus again, the hook, out. So I think in the next maybe like 10 years... Songs are going to be maybe a minute, a minute and a half. That's crazy. That's insane. That's fucking crazy. And yeah, it is because of TikTok. Because the song could be shit, but they come up with a little dance to it and that's it. It blows up. And and the other thing too is like, think of an artist who's released a song that has stuck. Think about it. I, I The only person that comes to mind right now is Bruno. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know? Because like, for instance, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber released Peaches. I love Peaches. I love Daniel Caesar. I love, but nobody's singing it. Nobody requests it. It was a good song. Cool. Rihanna, like all of Rihanna's songs, except for maybe Diamonds. Is it Diamonds? Yeah, it might be Diamonds. None of her music sticks. You know? So it's it's a super interesting place right now. Wow, I've never even thought of that. So that's where my brain is at. You know? That's where my head is at. My head is at... Do I focus on being innovative? Because I'm still young, you know? Oh, talking about innovative. I talk a lot, but it's a podcast, which is kind of what you want. Yes. You know who I absolutely admire and respect right now? Who? Elton John. Yes. Elton John. Elton John has forever been one of my favorite singers, songwriters, performers, troubadours of all time. Elton John had the, the, the foresight to be like, you know what? I no longer have the ability to create a hit that will be on the radio. But I understand that my love, my music is beloved to this day. So I'm going to take my hits, grab the artists that are killing the game right now, and re-release it. So he, re- he uh, released that song with Dua Lipa 
that has the hook from Rocket Man, because I'm a Rocket Man, mm-hmm. Rocket Man, da da da. And he's like top five of the charts right yeah, now. Yeah, that song is killing it. How many years late? Decades. How many decades later? And then he just released Tiny Dancer with Britney Spears. That's really smart. That's genius. He understands the limits of his ability as an artist and goes, okay, this is how I need to adapt. This is how I need to evolve. So even with my own original content, that's what I'm thinking right now. Like, I don't want to be left behind, but I also don't want to bend the knee to what's popular. I will never, ever release a Bad Bunny-esque track because I am an actual genuine singer-songwriter. And I'm, I'm not throwing shade at him. For the market and the demographic of what he does, he's number one. He's killing it. You know, I'm very upset that Copper Blues has completely fucked Thursday nights. I know. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> and and uh, please circle back in our, in our episode of this podcast to that conversation because I, as the performer on Thursday nights, have a lot to say. But, um, but yeah, like I will never write a TikTok song. And, you know, it's not because I can't. It's because I purposely choose not to. I'm the guy that buys the album, makes pours myself a drink, and I sit down and I listen to the album. Because that's how I was raised. That's how I grew up. Yeah, it goes against what your values are. Yeah. And anything that goes, regardless of what's popular, yeah. you're going to stick to what your values are, which is very admirable because a lot of people don't fucking do that shit. But, uh, but see, what might be admirable to you might seem, you know, like, oh, he's old. Oh, he doesn't want to keep up with the times. Because, like, again, I talk to my dad all the time about hip-hop and R&B and stuff. Well, not R&B, but hip-hop and rap. And my dad is from that generation where he goes, ah, eso no es música. That's not music, you know? And I'm starting to notice that I and, and my group of friends from my age and, the, you know, our generation go, ah, that's, that doesn't hit, man. That doesn't bop. That's not real. That's not genuine. That's not. So I'm repeating the same stuff that my dad repeated. So the conversations that I'm having internally with myself are, is it a generational gap or is there validity in what people are saying? You know, so my dad grew up in a time where it was Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, eh, Luis Miguel, Michael Jackson, the police, uh, Foreigner, you know, Genesis. These are these are musical groups in the hip hop community. They took music, they sampled songs and then rhymed on top of that, which I see artistic creativity in that in and of itself. But now it's gotten out of hand. Because before they would just take the beat. Um, a perfect example that I, I, I give people all the time is, uh, is, is Rock This Way by, by Run DNC or whatever. They just took the music from Aerosmith and just rapped on top of it. And then like the rap from This Is How We Do It with Montel Jordan is rhythmically a copy of Slick Rick's uh, childhood story. So there's a difference between paying homage and being like, oh, what came before? Yo, but what's happening now is just disrespectful. You know, you got like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Harlow? Um, Jack, Jay Carlo? Jack Harlow? I forget his name. He took Fergie's F- Flossy song? Uh, clumsy. No, not Clumsy. Fl- flossy, fl- no, High Class. High Class. Yeah. That's a, it's in a high class. <laughs> and he just like literally copied and pasted. Like he didn't even switch anything up. He didn't like, you know, 
I don't know, whatever, like re- slowed it down and reverbed right. it. Like it's the same. It's glamorous. the same it's thing. A glamorous. glamorous song. It's glamorous. The same That's the one thing. Yeah. What's her What's her name? Uh, not Cardi B. Um, this just happened with yeah. um, Beyonce with with the milkshake song. There was a whole Felice uh-huh, with yeah. Felice, like a whole ass drama that she had used like her music, and she went after like Pharrell and all of these people because there was no permission, there was nothing, and it was just. So she just straight up took the music and used it. Mm-hmm. I'm and I telling think Lizzo you, Lizzo did something like that too. It's I'm not got, sure. It's gotten out of hand. I wasn't talking about Lizzo. I was talking about um, uh, oh my god, the other female rapper that's really good. She dated Drake, uh, allegedly. Nicki, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, Nicki. So Nicki Minaj used um a sample from Ray, uh, Rick Char- uh Rick James. You know what I mean? And it como es un abuso. Use a part of it. Use a piece of it. You, you know not what I mean? Not the like, whole song. Not the whole song. Like a layer. Yeah. <laughs> not the whole fucking song. Yeah. So the producer I was with last night, Big Red and I, we were talking about Prince and how Prince, there's videos in the late 80s, early 90s, Prince warning us about the abuse of samples. Really? Yeah. Fun fact, both of my kids were born to Prince. <laughs> Conceived or born? <laughs> born, born. Okay. And it was not intentional. Two different doctors, they just both happened to be playing like when doves cry. Really? Like, is this a sign? Okay, I'm confused. You So you're like at the hospital and he just like... Yeah, they're just playing music while they're doing surgery. You know, because I had two C-sections. Okay. And yeah, both doctors think Prince. Just Prince? Seven years apart. Two different hospitals, two different doctors. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> You know what you have to do? You have to take your kids to Minnesota and, like, go to Paisley Park and be like, guys, you're born because of this guy. Like, he's the reason you exist. All hail Prince. Like, <laughs> That's hilarious. So, yeah, you were asking me about my projects. That's that's kind of what I'm doing right now is just... Yeah, just be in the flow. Yeah, flow. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm working with um, Paolo Angulo, who's the producer of my first ever... Record, album, EP, things that used to be. Um, I'm working with some other friends and just like, I'm doing stuff on my own for the first time in my life because I've always composed and then taken my music to a producer and gone, I wrote this song. Let's make it sound pretty, you know? Mm-hmm. And now this is the first time where I'm, I have a home studio and I'm playing the drums. I'm playing the bass. I'm recording the, the, the keys. I'm doing the guitar. I'm looking at tempos and 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 just alone just by myself nobody else to bounce my ideas off i'm so excited i just want to hear it all (laughs) it's it's interesting because i'm absolutely obsessed with collaboration i think if you're collaborating with the right people who genuinely take care of your heart i think that's very important and i think a lot of producers forget how how sensitive creatives are because they're thinking from a technical aspect. Um, I think it's a beautiful, you know, a beautiful kind of cacophony of, okay, we're going to take this song and evolve it to the next step. Because as a, as a songwriter, okay, cool, I wrote this, I like this. But maybe there's something that doesn't work and you don't see that. You need the producer to tell you that. And it's, it's a tug of war, it's a push and pull. Um, a story that I, I tell people all the time is, you know my song, Losing That Girl? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, so I, I have this. Along. <laughs> Thank you. So I have this song called Losing This, Losing That Girl on my second album. Okay. And I start, when I wrote it, I was like, this song's great. Like I 
I had a Kanye moment. I'm like, I'm the shit. This song's great. Um, I started playing it live and seeing the reactions of the crowd. And people would come up to me going, where can I download that song? Where's that song? It's not out yet. It's not out yet. It's not out yet. But people loved it. When I introduced the song to the team that I recorded my second album with, they go, no, 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 no. You're not a country artist. That, that one shouldn't go on the album. And I had to fight tooth and nail to put that song on the album. And they go, bro, you got a gospel song. You got an R&B song. You got like a reggae S song. And now you're going to throw this random country song? No, it won't work. I go, guys. And this is when I pulled out like the executive order card. And I go, I'm not asking permission to put this song on the album. It's going on the album. Okay. And we just need to give it sonically the best respect that we can and let me tell you to this day that's the song I love that, that song. people request yeah. that's the song that people sing along to the most and it's so interesting because I saw it from one light and they saw it from another light and vice versa there's things that I think are going to work and sound great that they're that they go hey maybe maybe that's not it so I'm a, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous doing produ producing music by myself because there's always a chance that I can be wrong, you know? But unless you do it, you don't know. Right. And, and, and if it fails, the blame is solely 100% on me, and that's okay. Yeah. Fail you know? forward. Fail forward. Yeah. Fail, Fail forward. forward. I like that. <laughs> Fail forward. That's a good title for a song or like an album. Gonna... You know, just dedicate the song yeah. to me like, Romy, Fail yeah. Forward. <laughs> Go forward, got it. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, that's that's really interesting. I'm glad that you went with your gut and your intuition. Like this is happening. This is this is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I had to. I had to because I believed in the song. I really believed in the song. And when when I showed it to them, they liked it, but they just said, "Hey, maybe not for this album." And it's so funny because it it's it's perfect. It's perfect on the album. Yeah. You know. No, and I've but, seen you perform it. Yeah, you've, oh and, my God, yes, you've seen me perform it live. That's why I said sing along. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and I do see the energy of the room. I see how excited people get. I do see them singing along, and it's just, it makes me so happy because you you play a lot of cover music, yes. right, in your own way. But when you play your own, there's just like a different energy that flips that there's so much excitement and i get so excited because i love seeing people doing what they love their thing, yeah. and their thing and what they're passionate about even if for example um vani my friend vani her her boyfriend loves music mm -hmm. he loves music he's dabbled into music and and all that stuff and when i see him literally enjoying a song and just jam and i'm just there i'm like okay this is getting kind of weird i'm like looking at him a little too much but yeah. just i'm enjoying so much seeing him enjoy it it sounds right? to me like you're jumping on his vibe yeah. and just riding it with him yeah, like, that's just like, like, yeah. yeah i love it i love it it's amazing so i love to see when you perform that and see everybody really enjoying because i know that gives yeah. you such a sense of fulfillment like yeah i'm the shit like going it's, back to yeah, that exactly. I'm, the shit. I'm the shit i'm the shit <laughs> I, I tell everybody you need a little, little bit of kanye you need a little kanye you gotta be a little kanye sometimes you, you know to. what i mean you, you gotta believe in yourself and it's so funny because like a bad habit that i have apart from performing my original stuff like i mc events i i play by myself acoustic i play duo trio Four piece, five piece. I play in wedding bands. Um, I've done voiceover work for like commercials. So any, I kind of like have my little tentacles 
in anything creative. I've acted before. I used to be a drama teacher. Um, so you, we were talking before we started recording. Uh, I also used to teach salsa. <laughs> I was a salsa instructor during high school, and I taught salsa lessons, and that's how I paid for like prom and my tuxedo and and the and the corsage. I dance day. salsa if I'm like tipsy or drunk because I allow myself to be led. <laughs> Before that, I'm just like, wait, where are we going? You need to allow yourself to be that free all the time, you know? But It's, it's hard it's, to but, be in that feminine energy and to surrender. I'm working on it. Keep working on I'm it. Working what is it? Fail forward. It. Fail, Fail forward. forward. Yeah. Fail forward. No, but it's funny talking about failing forward. Like, I have, I love my music, and I, and I genuinely think that my music is good. Like, very good quality music. I don't think Miami or South Florida is the audience for the type of content that I create uh, next summer my main focus is to go on tour and play leave Miami play Philadelphia North Carolina uh, New Orleans cry Washington <laughs> I'll come back Miami will always be home no I'm gonna but, cry because I'm so excited for you thank you I'll, I'll come back but I, I, I have this feeling in my bones like it's in my bones that the moment I leave Florida that's when the ball is really gonna start rolling you know yeah and the, the, the problem that I have with myself that I need to keep, keep myself in check is, like you were mentioning, I play a lot of covers. I never play it the way they're supposed to be done. Never. If you want to listen to Justin Timberlake, go on Spotify and listen to Justin Timberlake. Right now you're listening to Brian Del Toro do his version of Justin Timberlake. If you don't like it, that's cool. That's your prerogative. But I can never be anything... You're wrong, though. No, 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 no. I can never that's be anything... Opinion. Of course. <laughs> I can never be anything or anyone other than myself. I can't. I can't, you know, I get so busy worried about the audience and thinking, what does the audience want to hear? And like, okay, we got to keep this vibe. We got to stay on this tip that I forget to play my originals. I forget, you know, I sometimes I'll, I'll play a whole set and I, um, I won't play a single original. And thank God my bandmates, hey man, do one of yours, you know, and they, and they remind me, especially my bass player, man. He always, always reminds me because he really believes in me. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta remember that my stuff is good and my stuff is worthy of being played with songs that people know. So, yeah. Yes, <laughs> it is. That's what's up. Yes. So going back to the country blues. Yes. <laughs> so after I met you, I saw that you had posted that you perform on Thursdays at Copper Blues. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's really close. I told Icy, let's go. One of my best friends, let's go see this guy. You're going to love him. He's amazing. Yada, 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 yada. We get there and you're performing. Cool. And then all of a sudden at 9 p.m., country starts happening. Yeah. And Icy and I love country music. That's like our number one. We were so in shock. We were, we were thinking, what? What? The lights turned off. People start lying. That's I'm like, <gasps> We were so shocked that this was happening and so excited at the same time. Exactly. We were hooked. We got um, Elsie, mm -hmm. the, the artist that's our friend. We got her to paint hats for us. I remember, yeah. <laughs> we got our boots. We we were ready. This is what we're doing. We started getting lessons. Yeah, you guys came the next week decked out. Yes. Like full Nash, now. Nash Vegas. Like, yeah. <laughs> we were not fucking around. We started getting lessons with talent and mm -hmm. it was just, we're doing this for real. We were just so happy. And I go whenever I don't have the kids or of any course, clients yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I try to make it because it makes me feel so good and I love it. I hadn't gone for a while. And the last and time And that's I okay. Won, yeah, I, I didn't have time. But 
when I've gone the last two times, I noticed that around 10 o'clock, they stopped playing country music. And they throw on Bad Bunny. I know. And I was very confused because it was until midnight. They were only open until midnight country. Mm-hmm. That's it, until midnight. What happened? I can tell you the inside scoop. So for those of you who don't know, Copper Blues is one of the most popular bar slash restaurant slash live music venues in South Florida right now. Like, they're killing the game. They are... They promote as a rock and blues bar, hence Copper Blues. When you walk in, they have um, artwork on the walls of Jimi Hendrix, David Bowie, uh, Tom Petty, Aretha Franklin, Mick Jagger. So it's very rock-oriented. And there's the original one, if memory serves me right, is in, in West Palm Beach. Then they open one in Phoenix, Arizona. And then they, the, the most recent one is here in Doral, in Doral, Florida, in Miami-Dade County. Now, the one in West Palm plays a lot of like 90s hip-hop, 90s alternative rock, classic rock country. Because that audience wants that. But... Here in Doral, it's predominantly Venezuelan and Colombian, okay? That is the audience that goes to Copper Blues because that is the predominant population of this area. So the reason I wanted you to bring it up is the DJ and I, our job, DJ Brian Lage, I love you. DJ Brian Lage and I, um, my band and, and the DJ, we have to create the atmosphere for Country Night. So we, we start, my band starts at 6 p.m. And we play a little bit of everything. We play hip-hop, R&B, because, you know, they open at 4. People are getting out of work. There's not a lot of people. Keep it very chill, very, you know, cool. Second set, we start to throw in a little country, but still not predominantly country night. Because country night starts at 8 p.m. So our last set from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. is solely 100% country music. We were not a country band. I love country music. I grew up in Gainesville. I have family in, in, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and in, in Greensboro, North Carolina. Love country music. My band, is, they have learned to love country music. So we started adding more country to the repertoire. Um, after that, like you mentioned, the DJ starts playing only country, and they start teaching line dances. The only thing... And this only happens in Copper Blues. We will be performing Chicken Fried or When It Rains It Pours or or whiskey Tennessee glasses. Whiskey Glasses or Tennessee Whiskey, whatever the case. And somebody will, will put their phone in the air, right? Or they'll give something to the bartender to pass to the band. And it says, play by Bunny. Stop. We're in the middle of performing. It's a, it's a bass player, a drummer, and a guitarist, myself slash vocalist singing actual music singing play by bunny play by bunny and the dj has to spend the entire night swatting people away and 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 it's again it's a cultural divide it's a cultural clashing because you didn't know it was country night the first time that you went no and when i first met you you asked me it's like what are you listening to and i'm like I love country. Country is my favorite. I think that that was an opening for you to tell me about this country night that you perform at. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember, but I think when I first met you, they hadn't started country night yet. No? I don't think I so. I feel like I went mm-hmm. right after, maybe a couple weeks. Mm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember the timeline, okay. but, but... But I was yeah. just like, 
There was an opening there. Yeah. <laughs> Th- thanks, for, thanks for the invitation, Brian. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks. I took a stalk you. <laughs> yeah. That's like the person that tells you to come to the party. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's something chill. And then everybody's like glammed up and to the chan class and like, like, oh, thanks for the warning. Um, but it's just so funny because like they have a Latin night. They have uh, Wednesday night. Copper Blues has something called Por Que No. And Saturdays too. Is on Saturdays. Saturdays no. So Saturdays they have live music and the bands that they have are usually top forty classic rock. So they'll do Guns N' Roses and Dua Lipa and it's it's a mixture. And then the DJ plays everything. It's not just Latin. He'll he'll play Madonna and then throw in Bad Bunny and then play Back That Ass Up and then he'll play Earth Wind and Fire. You know, so it's it's open format. Okay. But it's very disheartening and it's very disrespectful I, I don't want to say disrespectful because it's <laughs> I think so because they don't know any better and and imagine going to Copper Blues on a Wednesday right and going hey this place this place uh, plays Osuna and Bad Bunny Bachate and, like, hey, and then you come the following week on a Thursday and you're like what the hell is this you know so when people come up to me and request it I say hey tonight's country night we don't play that but thank you you know but I really get upset when the people are rude and they go, ¿Qué? I'm going to say it in Spanish. I'm like, ¿Qué esta mierda? Quita esta vaina. Que la gente no le gusta esto. Campón música de verdad. Mind you, everyone's you know? wearing cowboy boots and decked out. Right. But, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. And Copper Blues is doing a great job of clarifying and promoting this is country night. Yeah. But I think management has decided, hey, after 10, 10.30, open format. But that's not even enough time. I I agree. I agree. But yeah, that's that's those are the rules. I was the... very shocked. I'm like, mira querida yo wearing yeah. cowboy boots and I'm dancing to Bad Bunny. Yeah. If you're gonna dedicate yourself to having a, a specifically themed night, then fully dedicate. Because I'm pretty sure on Latin night, at eleven PM they don't go, maybe lock the doors and turn them lights down low. They don't do that. <laughs> so why do it on country night? And I understand, again, you're in Doral. I get it. Uh, man, do it. Do it. Dedicate it, you know? Yeah. And people, let me tell you, when we started Country Night originally, um, people drove from Davie. People came all the way from Kendall, from Homestead. That's where I come from. Exactly. Because Copper Blues has become the closest and the only country establishment in Dade County. Right. I've never, I've never gone to Rondo because I'm like, that shit is very far. You should though, because Roundup's awesome. <laughs> but uh, I've never right. gone, you should, you should. and I just—it's—it's it's on my bucket list. I'll yeah. go at some point. But still, it's just my time. It's for me to drive all the way over there. It's just not gonna happen, and it hasn't happened. So when I found Copper Blues with Country Night, this is closer to home. Yeah, yeah, it's like thirty minutes away, twenty, whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. I it's was like, maybe it's just tonight, and then I went again, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, they started doing that, and then I, re- I really wish they would fully commit. Because, like, for instance, when, when we play the last set, um, our set's about an hour. So that's maybe, give or take, I don't know, maybe like 10, 12 songs. And in those 10 or 12 songs, we'll play one non-country song. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll throw in Superstition, or we'll throw in, I don't know, Billy Jean, or just one. Just one to, like, you know, rest the country for the, a second. But yeah, we, we play Thomas Rhett, we play Morgan Wallen, we play, what is it, Dan and Shay. I do a lot of Dolly Parton for some reason. I'm absolutely obsessed with Dolly Parton. People love <laughs> her. Yeah. She's an icon. Dolly Parton for president. <laughs> but um, 
but yeah, that's that's kind of like what I'm doing right now is just trying to figure out musically my new identity as an artist or the next evolution as an artist and just playing around the city, the city that I love. I play uh, Doral, Wynwood, Coral Gables, Fort Lauderdale, Boca, Delray, Dania, West Palm Beach, you know, so. You perform a lot. You work a lot. Yeah, a little, a little too much. It was awesome because when I was at the beach like a couple of weeks ago, I'm like walking down the street yeah. with my friend. <laughs> And I hear you, and I hit reverse so fast. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a damn minute. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so... But that was all the way in Broward. Yeah, that was in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. yeah. So you work a lot. What do you do for your self-care to recharge and take care of your mental health? That has been very important to me lately. It's so funny because I did a, a podcast slash workshop recently with uh, Claudia Gonzalez, a.k.a. Cinevibes, and that was the conversation of the entire thing. And I noticed that I get burnt out. So an example, I'll play six nights a week. And then on my day off, the last thing I want to do is go into my home studio and create. I, I don't want to because the joke that I make is, you think somebody that works at Subway making sandwiches all day goes home and goes, you know what I'm going to make for dinner? I'm going to make myself a sandwich. No, you know? So something that I've been doing a lot is spending time with my family. Yesterday, I had the day off. Two of our best friends, my girlfriend and I, my mother and father, we all went to the Yellow Green Market. And I had a blast. I had an absolute blast. That's the one in you Broward know? too, right? Yeah, that's also the one I was just there Broward. last weekend. Oh, I missed you. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, spending time with my family, staying at home. I'm a big movie guy, so like... We'll make food and then just sit down and watch a movie. Uh, the other thing that I do for self-care, especially for my vocals, because I sing so much, is during the day, I'm free. Unless I'm running errands or doing something like this with you, I'm at home doing domestic work, you know, like cleaning the house, gardening, whatever, uh, with a cup of tea. I'm playing music in the background and I don't talk to anybody. If somebody calls me, I'll text, hey, what's up? And I just rest my voice. I'm in dire need of a vacation, <laughs> really need a vacation. But yeah, just kind of just be at peace with people who are important to me and love me and I surround myself with them and alone. I love myself and I, I need to love myself even more. So I spend a lot of time with myself. Yeah, by you, myself. You're around a lot of people. So yeah. You need that. Oh man, I was talking to my mom because my mom is not a creative, so she doesn't understand certain things. Back in the day, I would go to a party, and the minute the DJ pressed play on a song, I never got off the dance floor, ever. I would dance, I would socialize, da-da-da. Now, we go to parties, and I'm the guy in the corner having a conversation with somebody. And my mom goes, bang, baila, disfruta. And my mom doesn't understand that my job, now that I turn my, 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 my hobby into my paycheck, my passion into my paycheck, it is work. People think, oh, but you play songs. I go, it's not just playing songs. It's an exchanging of energies. So imagine Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, performing, talking to people, dancing, doing all this. And then let's say I have to have Saturday off because I have a, my cousin's wedding. They're going to play the same songs that I sing and listen to five nights a week. Yeah. 
And then I, during my breaks, people come up and talk to me. Oh my God, do you know this song? And how long have you been doing this? And I have to have these conversations. And my social battery is drained. And I had to explain that to my mom. I go, that's why I disconnect. I, I'm alone at home, you know. My poor girlfriend, she's a law student, so she never goes out because she's, she's studying to be a lawyer. So the few times that we go out, I don't want to go out because my job is to go out. So we've finally found a happy balance where I will go out with her because she needs to go out and de-stress. And she understands, damn, Brian just played West Palm Beach on Friday and Saturday. Let's stay in on Sunday because he drove for an hour, performed for people, let him warm his own house, you know, and she's awesome for that. So awesome. You really need that. Yeah, you do. You do. It's okay to disconnect. You know, I tell people it's okay to go to your island. You can't live there, but you can visit. For me, it's like disconnect to reconnect. My thing is like in order after a couple months, I feel like the mountains call me. And that's when I go mm-hmm. to North Carolina nice. or whatnot. And Where do you go? Like Asheville, Boone? Don't get me into Asheville. The last time I see and I went to Asheville, yeah. you see all these states that say, oh, this place is in Asheville. All the nice places that you want to go hiking, all of that stuff is not in Asheville. It's not. They just promote it as Asheville, yeah. but it's not Asheville. Uh-huh. Asheville, you go to the Biltmore. and The university? And then the main street. Yeah, the main street where it's just... I love Asheville. The people there. It's yeah. just the weird. It was the weirdest vacation. Okay. But it was the funniest. We've never laughed so much. The things that happened to us on that trip. And we just, it got to a point that we got what we needed, but we wanted to leave. We got snowed in and we're there for two more days. Oh. So the universe is like, no, you're going to stay here longer. You wanted to relax? Relax. Doma. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my thing. And I'm already feeling it now. The mountains are calling me, going hiking and just being in nature and I love disconnecting my phone. Some people have a really hard time with not being on their phone. <sighs> I'm great at it. Like, do not disturb is on a lot of the times. If my job didn't have to I, utilize social media, I probably wouldn't have it. But mine does too. I know, because but you and I are creatives and we promote. And that's the in platform. In April, I completely yeah. deactivated my social media account. Really? I didn't notice. For Wow. That's so funny. For an entire month, I was just... I didn't post anything the month of August. I didn't even post my schedule of where I was going to be. Because I was like, nobody cares. You know? I care. I was judged. You care. But I'm saying... Like, anywhere near that's not Copper Blue is anywhere else. (laughs) Because I know sometimes you play at Boogies, right? Yes. Yeah, so I I check sometimes. But, like, two weeks ago, I disconnected my social media for a week. And then people think that there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. I just really just don't want it's overwhelming. to talk to anyone. Yeah. I don't want to connect with anyone. I just want to be on my own. Since I was a little girl, I was always in my room by myself, listening to music and just being alone. So this interaction of being interacting with people all the time, it is exhausting for me. So that's my, my way of self-care when I feel I've gotten to that point I just need to disconnect or the mountains call and I just go hiking there's something about being in nature and just next time instead of Asheville go to Gatlinburg go to Tennessee oh you've been I love Gatlinburg I love Gatlinburg I went hiking there and I saw a bear it was a baby bear and we were we were hiking out 
and everybody had just stopped and we're like what's going on like why is then and then i see a baby cub and i'm like oh hell no that means there's a mama bear around here somewhere we waited it out a little bit and then we finally made it out but Gallenberg is beautiful yeah. i love it it is very busy because it's a very touristy Popular, yeah. area but the mountains there it's incredible gorgeous Mm. gorgeous gorgeous please i love gallenberg something that i don't know about you are you an only child or do you have siblings i have a lot of siblings well for my mom i have an mm. older sister and a younger sister that's who i grew up with in my household got it from my dad i have another older sister mm-hmm. another uh older brother i have two younger brothers and a younger sister and then i have a stepsister got it so it's a lot but in my household i grew up with two other sisters the reason i ask is because you were mentioning like, oh, just I'm alone with my headphones. So you were alone by choice. And you're like, I need to disconnect because you had so many people around you all the I time. I grew up in a lot of chaos. Yeah. So that was my way to. Th- and it was funny because music was my outlet. Uh-huh. I used to have a notebook that I used to write down the lyrics to the songs. Oh, wow. So I used to get a tape player and I would record the songs. I would go back and I would listen to the song and write it in my notebook and just learn the songs that way, full of Spice Girls and so Backstreet cool. Boys and NSYNC and all of that. And I used to love alternative rock. I still do. Yeah. Like Matchbox 20 and all of that. So Alanis Morissette, that's what I grew up listening to most of the time. And it was very healing for me to do that. Yeah. But sometimes when my mind doesn't turn off, I just find myself in the car just not listening to music at all and just sitting in silence. Oh, okay. That's another conversation. So when my girlfriend and I, we started dating, and anybody that comes to shows with me, you know, like, like, oh, Brian, I want to go with you and watch you play here. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's go. After my shows, unless it's a podcast or an audiobook, I drive in silence. And people don't understand so I had to explain to my girlfriend, one of the first times I finish a gig, we get in the car and she cranks up the radio and I just turn it off. And she goes, what the hell? And I go, I don't need to be rude, but you need to understand that I, I just played music for four hours. Like, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm done. And she goes, no, but let's keep the party going. I go, no, no, no. There's a big difference. <laughs> There's a big difference between casually listening and active listening. And she goes, what do you mean? And I go, okay. You, when you go out dancing you're listening to music right but you're talking to your friends and you're like oh my god i love this song and maybe you're in the middle of a conversation there's music playing but you're not paying attention when you're on stage i'm listening to the tempo of the drummer i'm listening to what chords the bass player is hitting i'm i'm listening to my guitar and my vocals to make sure i'm in key i'm in intonation um, the drummer, let's say the drummer does something different. I'm, I'm performing in the middle of singing and he'll go. And I turn around and go, bro, I heard that because I'm actively listening and active listening uh, compared to uh, casual listening. It hurts so much more. Like it's so much more tiresome. Yeah. Your you know? brain gets tired. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the boring guy after a concert, not one of my concerts. I get in the car and they're like, Thank you for listening to uh, NPR. This is all things considered, and uh, we'll be right back. And you like, like <laughs> that's what I listen to. Or if not, it's like an hour of. I was just gonna ask you, but can you listen to jazz? Jazz, because I do that. That's what I do. Like I'll put on jazz music and I'll just listen to jazz. Yeah, I usually put on my favorite jazz artist is John Coltrane. I think he's one of the greatest jazz musicians, slash musicians of all time. 
but I usually find myself going to kind of blue or right about right around midnight by Miles Davis because it's smooth. It's like post bop, which is just you know, like yeah. it's that chill jazz. Because mm-hmm. the other thing I don't want to hear is like. Yes. Da, 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 da. I so, love chill jazz. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're there. there. Lo-fi has <laughs> been my tip lately too. Yeah. Like when I'm home, self care with my tea or my coffee. Um, just lo-fi in the background, you know? So. You know, for me, whenever I'm working on a project or I'm studying or painting, mm-hmm. I hate painting, but I love edging, which is a weird fact. Of wait, 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 what's, what's the difference? Well, when you're painting the wall with the roller, that's not my thing. But if you need me to edge the corners oh. without blue tape, perfect straight line. Interesting. I'm your girl. Okay. But I like to listen to classical music. That's awesome. And awesome. it just gets me in a zone and it, I'm in the best mood and I'm just so happy to be fucking edging yeah. or building something or working with my hands. I listen to classical music all the time. You know, it's something that I came across the other day and for some re- reason it was absolutely soothing. I found a an album on Spotify where it's all the Beatles music, but in lullaby form. Oh shit! I think I've yeah I think I've heard they have the Office too. I don't know if you're an Office fan. Yeah, they duh. Have, they have the Office lullaby. Like this, like the actual theme song. Oh, I gotta hear it. I used to play it for my kid. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, I, I lately I've been listening to like the Beatles lullaby and stuff like that. So yeah, I love it. I love listening to all different types of music, but. Sometimes I get very boring and you're going to be in the car listening to just jazz. Yeah. And that's it. And that, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I listen to a lot of like murder podcasts. I love... Um, murder mystery. Crime junkies. Okay. Crime junkies and stuff like that. Did you ever hear the apology line? Which one's that one? So... I, by the way, I love that we're on a podcast <laughs> talking about the podcast that we listen to. It's very like podcastception. So this was... Yeah, I was listening to this podcast when I was doing one of the rounds of 75 Hard, um, entertaining myself while I'm walking. And basically, this is like a true story that this guy created this line in New York where people would call the number and they would <gasps> confess things, right? Oh, things awesome. that they've done to people or like they were sorry about or whatever. But then like psycho serial killers started, started doing- calling and leaving messages, and, and it's completely whole, anonymous so yes and there was like this whole thing with this one guy i don't want to ruin it for you but you definitely should listen to you it. gotta text it to me yeah i'll listen to it right <laughs> the moment we're done with the podcast i'm getting in my car and like which one did she say yeah, was this? it's awesome so like i mentioned i had your uncle here last week yeah let's talk about my uncle and um uncle jeff yes he's amazing he's amazing well we talked about how him and i have that connection when we met and i've known him for years, for years. He was looking at pictures of Ian. Mm. He's almost five. And the last training I did with him, I was pregnant. Like, so pregnant. Wait, so you hadn't seen him? No, I've seen him because okay. he, he's gone to Omen Bain And got it, I've got it, got seen it, him. It. One day we were doing the corporate run. Mm-hmm. Even though I wasn't with DCF anymore, I, I still do stuff with them because I have a really good relationship with everybody that, awesome. that I worked with. And he was walking out of the building with his wife. And that was the last time I had seen him there. Yeah, Olgi. Yeah. <laughs> so being, we were on Facebook and friends. And he's known my mom for years because my mom worked at DCF okay. as well. But he didn't know that that was my mom. That's insane. So when he saw our picture together on Facebook, he was like, wait a minute. 
then I had invited him to my birthday party okay. and he couldn't make it. And he wrote to me to apologize. And he's like, I'm so sorry I couldn't make it, but I saw that you had my nephew <sighs> performing. What a small world. And I was like, like your Hispanic nephew or like, that's really your nephew. He goes, no, that's my nephew. I'm like, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. It's such a small world because him and I have such a beautiful connection. And I was like, okay, that's it, Brian. You're my so primo. <laughs> and it's so, it's so funny because uncle Jeff for me is, he, I, I want to say he's like a moral compass. Like he's such a good person that he and I have conversations about like really strong moral issues that are happening in our society today um and he's definitely kind of like the source like I, I check it against him and uh I'm like how do you feel what do you think and I'm like okay cool me too yeah. you know just because everybody's swerving left sometimes you you gotta swerve right yeah just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean it's right you know mm-hmm. um but let me tell you a little brief story I feel like this podcast is gonna be three hours long it's okay uh a brief story so when my mother came from Venezuela to live in the U.S., she was fortunate enough to stay with a Cuban family, okay? This family adopted her into into their family, and and they became her her surrogate family. From Venezuela, she came to stay with this family. She met my dad here in the U.S. They fell in love. The lady that I consider my grandmother is Jeff's wife's mom. So... Her, her name is Olgi. That's my aunt. Olgi's mom took care of my mom. So Olgi and my mom are sisters. So I was born. Jeff and Olgi like saw, saw when my mom was pregnant. They were at the baby shower. I We lived in Gainesville, so I didn't spend a lot of time with them. But when we came back, we started seeing them a lot more. And that's my family. Like, I was born here. A large majority of my blood relatives now are scattered after the Venezuelan exodus across the world. But they were predominantly in Venezuela in my youth. But my family is Jeff, Olgi, Vanito, Rebecca, like that, though, that's my family. You know? It still blows my mind. Yeah. It so, still blows my mind. So when he says, like, that's my nephew, like, yo, that's my uncle. Right. Oh, but like political? No, no, that's my uncle, period. End of conversation. Right. You know, so. No, but you know how people are like, oh, that's my cousin, but they're just really good friends. No, that's. You that's, guys are actually that's family, family, but that's okay. what I needed to clarify because yeah. it was so shocking to me. Yeah. That that was your actual uncle. Yeah. Which is He's, really funny. He might, he might not, like, we might not have the same blood coursing through our veins, but that doesn't matter to me. Well, I like, have an uncle like that too. Yeah. That he's not blood related to me at all. He was married to my aunt. Mm-hmm. But since I was little, he was always there. My uncle, and like he he stepped in when I moved down here. My dad was still in Jersey. Like he stepped in when he needed to. He watched out for me. I spent every summer with them, um, with him. And when I think of uncle, I don't think about my mom's brothers exactly. that are blood related. Yeah. I don't think about you know. Yes, I I don't think about any of my other uncles. I think about him, and we're not blood related at all. That's my uncle. Man, family is, 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 a, is a very loose term. Yes. Very loose term. Yes. You, before we started, you were talking about X Factor. What did yeah, my, I was going to tell Yeah, what did you. my uncle tell you about X Factor? <laughs> yeah, I was, so before we got on, I was like, I recently found out yeah. that you were on X Factor. You stalker. <laughs> so he just mentioned that you went on there. So you want to tell me a little bit about that story? Okay, so 
It's really funny because to this day, I'll be performing and people come up to me. Oh, my God, you should try out for The Voice and you should try out for American Idol. And I have to sit there and tell them it's all a lie. Those shows are rigged. It's all a farce. And I feel like The Wizard of Oz, you know, pulling the curtain and you see all the machinery and the mechanics. So I tried out for X Factor. Okay. There's like eight different levels before you get on TV. So you audition, they let you pass, then you gotta um, perform for like vocal coaches and then they let you pass. And then you gotta go for, to the producers and then the executive producers and then they decide, okay, cool. He's TV ready, right? I, let's say there's seven levels before getting on TV. I got to like the sixth level before getting on TV and I sang and they go, hey man, absolutely fantastic, you're great. What's your story? And at that time, I was like, I don't know, 21, maybe 20, 21. And I was like, no, nothing. I'm, you know, I, uh, I'm a young guy. I live with my parents, uh, going to Nova Southeastern University. Very blessed individual. Like, life is good, you know, just. No drama. No drama. Cool. <laughs> and the executive producer looked at me in the eyes and he goes, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are the best male vocalist we've heard probably this week, hands down, the best male singer from Miami that we've heard this week. But we're going to go with this guy because his daughter has cancer and that's easier to sell. So then he told me, when you, when you, have, when you live a little more, when you got a little more life experience, come back. They said it to my face. Stop. They said it to my face. They were like, you're by far way more talented than this guy. But this guy has a story and we can we can swing that we can sell that so after that years later i got the opportunity to work on la voz which is the voice but in spanish so my job was to record vocals back backup vocals right so when they film the show they have the singers and they have some musicians but most of it's pre-recorded in a studio which is actually here in Durrell. and I remember we were recording and the producer goes, there's a talk box. Hey, Brian. Yeah, what's up? Listen, we need you to really like be on point with the vocals for this song because this is the girl that's going to win this week. Okay, so these vocals need to be tight, like super good. Okay. And then I would watch the show and that was the girl that the people voted for, which is bullshit, but the people voted for. So once I got to see behind the curtain, those shows are a million percent rigged. They already know who's going to win. Um, and it's it's for entertainment. And I don't like those shows because they promote what I ca call vocal gymnastics, which is like Christina Aguilera. Not all singers sing like that. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. So, I which, feel like the voice is a little bit better when it comes to that, though. No, I completely disagree. I think it's the worst offender. Really? The voice is the worst. You know who I love that was on there? Melanie Martinez. Do you know who that is? I do not. She is fucking amazing. So here's a fun here's a funny thing. You ready for this? Let's go American Idol. Name all the people who won American Idol that went on to be famous. Well, Pe Kelly Clarkson. That's one. Carrie Underwood. Two. And then I don't know any about us. Okay. Those <laughs> I are know the, there's, there's more. more. There's I more. I didn't yeah. really watch. Ruben Stutter. Um, what's her name? Oh, Fantasia. Fantasia. I hate how she sings. Well, okay. 
You don't like how she sings. Some people do. Okay. Those are people that won. Those are people that won. Ready? Can you name people that were on American Idol that didn't win, that became famous? Jennifer Hudson, Daughtry. That's right. Is, you see what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's people. Uh, Clay Aiken. There's people that come from those shows. Can you name anybody from The Voice? Melanie Martinez. She didn't win. But did she become... Is she on the radio right now? Is she... Well, she she has music out that's really good. And... The Voice does not produce stars. If you focus, if you pay attention, American Idol has its judges, but they focus on the contestants. The Voice is focused on the judges. They don't give a shit about the contestants. This is true. I never thought of it like that. The show is, these are the judges. And their work and how they're going to move forward. Yeah. And and I, I, again, anybody that uh, is listening to the, this podcast, I challenge you to write me on social media and correct me if I'm wrong. But The Voice has episodes where the judges perform. They do. I don't remember that on American Idol. No. American Idol doesn't do that because the focus is on the contestants, not the judges. We Usher can already sing. Alicia King, uh, Alicia Keys is one of the best female vocalists yeah, we have right it's now. It's all about entertainment, Ex- and they collaborate together and and they Ex- perform. Exactly. Why the hell are the judges performing? They're not the ones being judged. So yeah, so like that's my story about X Factor and, and stuff like that. And I and I've never to this day went back. Because I'd rather not make it than make it through those means. And a lot of the people who win, for instance, I had the privilege of opening for Philip Phillips. Do you remember Philip Phillips? Sounds familiar. Raspy voice, acoustic guitar guy, super talented. I, I had the chance to open for him. And that was an incredible opportunity. And he was such a humble human being that he was in our back room, uh, uh, green room talking. And I was like, hey, man, like... Can I be candid? Can we talk? And we talked about American Idol because that was the show that he won. And he goes, that was the worst goddamn experience of my life. He's like, I found out the title of my album and like and the cover and the picture and everything on America, uh, Good Morning America, because they put it on the screen and they told it to me. But he has he has no creative control. And and I and it was a, it was an eye opener, and he said that he regretted making it through those means, you know. So it was a cautionary tale, and I took it to heart. So no, you will probably never see me on The Voice or American Idol. I tried out for American Idol. You did? <laughs> How was that? How was that experience? I can't recall. I did it for fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was super hungover, like it, I had no business of being there, but. I went and I actually, um, I was with Evie from Power 96. And oh, yeah. We were just, yeah, we were just there. Like, it was fun. It was just like this fun thing that we did. It wasn't, I wasn't. How are you hungover? Because that thing's like six hours, ten hours. and No, I didn't make it past the first thing. I couldn't even sing. Right, but you still have to like. We were hanging out in the line. We were totally having a great time. Exactly. Because yeah. because it's a cattle call. Like, it's you're in line. <laughs> they give you a number. You're. 537, you know, like... And Evie had, like, her cowbell. Every time on the morning show, she always used to play, like, with a cowbell, and she fucking went and performed with that shit. It was so funny. It was so funny. Yeah, we just had a good time, but... So, ladies and gentlemen, if you've stuck around for this long, (laughs) I'm going to give you a little snippet 
of what not to do with musicians. Okay? This is something that ever since I became a professional musician, solely living off music, number one, if there's somebody performing, wait until a break to talk to them. There's nothing that pisses off a musician in the middle of performing and somebody goes, hey, hey, on the side of the stage, like the bass player or the or the guitarist or the keyboardist, play this song, do this one. I'm the singer. So I'm in the middle of playing guitar and singing and they come up to me to make requests. You know, pass me a note and I'll read it during the break or wait until there's a lull, right? And say what you need to say. But do not interrupt in the middle of a performance. You know, you, would, you won't go to the Lady Gaga concert and go up to the stage and be like, excuse me, Gaga, can you play this one next? You, so don't do it to somebody that isn't at Gaga's level. That's number one. Number two, if you see that a band is only playing country music, right? If they're a country band only playing country music, don't ask for some obscure, random thing. So for instance... I'll be playing country. Somebody, oh, play my body, play my body. I'm like, oh, my God. The weirdest one is I was playing Earth, Wind & Fire, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, Usher, and some old, this was an old lady. This was years ago. She comes up to me. She's like, excuse me. She has an accent. There is a song that was very popular in France in 1960s from this artist named Jacques whatever. Would you happen to know that song? You did that very well. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey. So the lady comes up to me, and she, mind you, I'm playing predominantly R&B, and she goes, there's this artist from the 60s that had a number one hit in France. Lady, do you think I can pull off a song from the 60s in French when I haven't sang a single French song? If she would have came up and said... Uh, I'm a big fan of the Beatles. Can you play a song from the Beatles? I'd be like, oh, the Beatles, yeah. They're like the most obscure, random shit ever. And then number my number one pet peeve, number one ever of all time, I think I'm a nice guy. I think I do a very good job of interacting politely with an audience. Don't ever fucking ask for Freebird. That is the most disrespectful thing you can ever do. Play Freebird! Play Freebird! Do you know what Freebird is? No, I was going to ask you. What is it? Okay. Freebird is a song by Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner is the band that does Sweet Home Alabama. I, I saw them open up for Kid Rock. I know who they are. What? Yes. They opened up for Kid Rock? Yes. Oh my God. Should be the other way around. But anyway. <laughs> so Leonard Skinner has this song called Freebird. It's a great song. I love the song. It's great. Okay? Sorry. But... The original recording of the song is about 10 minutes on the album. There's a, uh, t- about 10 to 13 minutes, something like that. And then there's two live versions of the song. That's 15 and 17 minutes long. The song starts really slow. I'm free as a bird. Na, na, na. And then it starts to build. And at the end, it's like... And it gets like crazy and there's like an organ solo and 15 guitar solos, drums, keyboards, bass. It's crazy. When the first ever Guitar Hero video game came out, that was the song at the end of Guitar Hero to win the game. Okay? And then I think the one after that was The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Okay? But that was like the boss level. You beat 
Freebird, you won Guitar Hero. Okay? Every frat douchebag that has like four white claws in him <laughs> suddenly thinks he's funny and will yell out in the middle of a performance, play Freebird. It is such a disrespectful, arrogant thing to do because number one, it's a 15 to 17 minute song. The band has a keyboardist, an organist, percussion, drums, bass, three guitar players, like a bunch of stuff, okay? And I tell people it's the equivalent to telling a woman, show me your breast. Oh, I wasn't going to do it, but now that you yelled it at me, of course. No, no woman, except for maybe at Mardi Gras and girls Spring Break. Gone, girls Gone Wild. Yeah, Girls Gone Wild, <laughs> except for like those instances. A woman has never reacted reacted positively to a man disgracefully requesting, show me your tits. So don't tell a musician, play Freebird. I'm not going to do that. We're a four-piece band. F you. You know what I mean? Like, that's so disrespectful. And they think it's funny. And there's been moments where I get, my social battery is drained, and I no longer have the ability of a filter. To be nice. <laughs> and I've, I've berated audience members for over a minute for doing that. I have stopped my show, pointed the guy out, and told him, you're the guy that goes home alone at night because you think you're funny and women think you're stupid and annoying. Go close your tab and go home because you're ruining everybody's night. Wow. Yeah. I no, can't no, even no. imagine you being that way. For me to get to that yeah. level, it's because like I've heard all, every day for a week, play Freebird, play Freebird, play. It's such a stupid request. request because you're asking an almost impossible task because you know it's almost impossible. Right. You know? You're being so, a douche. You're being a douche. You're being a douche. So please, to the audience that's listening to this incredible podcast, don't ever yell, play Freebird. Unless you're at a Leonard Skinner's concert. <laughs> because they're the band that... And my band and I, we've been thinking about, like, learning it just to surprise people. But it's such a daunting task. Right. That you takes know? a lot of energy. Yeah. It really does. To be nonstop for that long. It really does. I've only ever played it once. And I the guy yelled it out. And I go, give us each a hundred bucks and we'll play it. And the guy pulled out his wallet and tipped each one of us a hundred dollars. I was like, all right, guys, we're playing Freebird. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> we'll figure it out. No, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. I think we like we did it. We took a break. We listened to it. We looked at the chords and we're like, dale, we'll, we'll try, you know, so. Yeah, tricks of the trade. Don't yeah. talk to me while I'm singing and, and don't ever yell Freebird or I'll kick you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and when you play alone, you play, you're like one man band. Yes. Yeah. Which was one of the reasons why you completely blew my mind. Because <laughs> you're one man, one man band and you're so fucking amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, so what she means by one-man band is Ed Sheeran is I the one. I don't want to be a one-man band. I play that song, by the way. I know. Um, <laughs> so Ed Sheeran was the one that made it popular, but there was a performer back in like 2001, I think, 2000, 2001, called Katie Tunstall. She's Australian, and she was the first one to ever use a loop pedal. So for those of you who don't know what a loop pedal is, is it's a pedal that's on the floor, connected to your guitar and your vocals, sometimes, whatever, and you record. So let's say I just record, and I hit the record button, 
and then play. And then the continues, right? Then I'll play the bass. Let's make this one. Give me the beat. Give me the... Go for it. I don't know how to beatbox. Just... Exactly. Don't stop. Keep going. It's, it's okay. It's, it's for educational purposes. So that keeps going. And then I do... Exactly. Right. So now I have the beatbox that you did in the bass. And I just keep adding. So I don't need a band. Because I am recording all the pieces to make it sound fully produced. You know? So that really helped me out. Because I started doing that um, before the pandemic. Like a couple years ago. And let me tell you. During quarantine, I can plug in my equipment into a computer and I was doing Zoom birthday parties and Zoom conferences. And I one of the greatest things that I'm very proud of myself for being a part of is I got to play for the nurses in California, New York. Wow. So they would take a, a television screen, put one TV in the cafeteria, one TV in the nursing station, and another TV, I think, in the break room. And they, they told their nurses, hey, we're going to have live music for you guys. And it was awesome to see the nurses on Zoom protecting and serving the people of wherever they were. And I was able to at least bring them a little bit of joy. And it's so funny. I'll never forget it, especially in California. I forget what hospital it was, but you'd see the nurses running around and doing stuff. And every so often they'd pause and go, thank you. I love that song. And then keep going. Mm. Or, or I would finish a song and they would like, Okay, we need 10 cc's of this. Make sure to... Thank you so much. I love that song. Thank you. Okay, guys, we need this. Or sometimes they'd be like, hey, do you know any Michael Jackson? And then I'd play Michael. And it was cool because as a musician, what we do isn't as important as doctors and 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 teachers, you know, educators. Like the, those are real jobs, you know, firefighters, stuff like that. Um, but if I can be those two to three minutes of escapism and entertain you during a hard time, that's all I'm able to do. So I'm just going to do what I know how to do. So I'm getting a little emotional. Because <clears throat> it was awesome. That's that's what I did. That's how I provided. And it was really cool to see the nurses at work, you know? So it was, it was really cool. I'm really proud of myself for doing that. You're but. such a beautiful soul. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really grateful to, to know you. Thank you. No, likewise. And we've become friends. Yeah. Like, you and I are friends, yes, yes. you know? So... But, but yeah, I just want to keep providing my brand of feel-good music. And, and I just, I love that I've served my city and I love that I've gained recognition and respect from people from my city. But I got to spread my wings and I, I need to, I need to go, I need to go. Thank you so much, Brian, for coming on today and sharing your story and who you are and all the wonderful things that you're doing and not knowing what you're going to do, which is so great. <laughs> what you've done where can people find you uh th first of all thank you for having me i, I love and it's so funny because you mentioned this a while ago and and now we're here so i'm very grateful thank you so much um yeah not all that lost not all that wander are lost i'm just wandering right now but i'm not lost and if you guys want to keep in touch uh del toro d-e-l-t-o-r-o -O, bryant um that's facebook instagram uh youtube it's my last name and my first name but again, Brian's B-R-Y-A-N-T, just like Kobe, and Del Toro, D-E-L-T-O-R-O, -O, like the insurance company or the director or the actor. So yeah, you can keep in touch. I'm not unattainable yet, guys. I'm not unattainable. If you write me, I will write back. And when you do become unattainable, you better keep me in your 
favorites list. Duh. Message always goes through. <laughs> no, listen, we need to, we, we'll do this again once, you know, I reach the top or whatever. And by then you'll have sponsors and you'll be like, this is brought to you by yeah. BetterHealth. It'll and be video. I was talking to Camilo um, earlier, which is crazy because you mm-hmm. know Camilo too, which is um, the one that he edits my podcast. But okay. Camilo and I have been, Camilo Rafael Sierra. Oh my God, yes. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're second. looking a little lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but him and I have known each other since I was 16 years old. Oh my God. We were, we were best friends. How did you and I not meet before? Like, know. we know all the same Divine people. Divine timing. It's insane. Divine timing. Insane. We were meant to meet when we did. But I was telling him today, we're going to have to work on video soon. That's the next step? Yeah. That's the next step? I just, yeah. you know, I would, I'm not very girly, so that means I'm going to have to, you know. That doesn't mean, no, that doesn't mean <laughs> anything. That doesn't mean anything. You be you. There's an audience for who you are and what you do. And your job is to find that audience right. ha- or find or create the means for that audience to find you. Yeah. But whether I'll brush my hair, you don't have to brush your hair. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, that if you want to look good on camera, brush your hair. But like, yeah, but um, you were talking about the loop pedal and you're talking about lo- what I do with the looping and the videos. I think my main focus, which I've been avoiding and people have been telling me for years, is to uh, up my my YouTube game and post my covers of songs on YouTube. So I think I'm going to focus on that in addition to the, the, you know, original content that I'm working on. I think that'll be great. Yeah. With sounds like Big Ray. That'll be great. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did. It was awesome. Me too. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, leave a review, share with someone. And remember guys, it's not all love and light.